1: Hello, and welcome to the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Groove Thillis, and today I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Hello. And BSC Glasgow manager Stephen Swift. Hello. <laughs> this is in fact Tom Watt, who is an incredible ringer for Stephen Swift. but He's a very handsome man. a very good looking guy, and he does look incredibly like Tom Watt. So. Yep, we'll carry on with that. I um, you've like deliberately. St- I know that's a terrible
2: radio audio, but you've deliberately styled yourself to look as much like him as possible. It wasn't. It wasn't intentionally. This
3: was. This was a Friday. This was a Friday decision to get my hair cut, <laughs> and it somehow made it even
1: worse. Uh, today we have a Scottish Cup extravaganza, who will go through the various ties and the various teams who have made it through the next round. Before we get that started, we'll have a very quick uh, hotties or Notties. Does someone want to give me uh, a
2: hottie? I will go for a sports scene. Saturday night, sports scene, football highlights on the telly on a Saturday night that aren't English. Excellent. Keep it up. More of that next season. I don't mind that I think it should be on before match of the day or if they really want to just combine the two. They used to do that back in the day. Just just chuck, forget about Gary Lineker and just chuck the English games on at the end of hours and
1: everyone's a winner no deluges out from that uh, my hottie is uh, Rumours um, which is brilliant um, as essentially three weeks of no football has left people going absolutely fucking <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> also a hottie as well uh, but no um, three weeks without football has led to people thinking that uh, Hearts are going to swap Christoph Berra for Matty Kennedy folk are shagging folk aren't shagging folk are getting robbed folk are falling out folk are snaking each other as far as I can tell none of it's true I really amplified
3: by the fact there was like an old-term match before the end of it, so there was like two and a half weeks yep. of like speculation about who'd fallen out with who, who like Neil Some, Lennon had fallen out with about eleven players.
1: Neil Lennon fallen out with squared players. up to
3: six or seven of them. There was
1: various fights in Celtic dressing rooms. Somebody was away for surgery in a jaw. People could look after themselves, and all of this just come through WhatsApp screenshots, which everybody has. And as far as I can tell, none of it's true. Nobody, none of these rumors. I don't even have even a hint of truth in them whatsoever, but I'm still receiving them, I'm still getting more, so I'm going to presume this is the end of it now, because the Scottish Cup games have started in the league, uh, the Premiership football starts again on Wednesday, so I presume that's the end of rumour season, but it's been really good fun, and there's been none of it, with the exception of uh, Hickey to Milan and Berra being swapped for uh, Matty <laughs> Kennedy, which is my pick of the transfer rumours. Um, yeah, it's been broadly just a uh, personality based rather than room the football based. I kind of kind of spun off an uh,
3: incredible detective work. The Hibbs forum. Oh. This is sensational. I mean, it 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 it's obviously gone a little further than it might have because Hibbs shared it themselves. But uh, what, what day were we on Friday? uh, right, yeah. uh about, about halfway through the day um, on Friday, one of the Hibs forums had done like, I mean, actual police do less work than this. <laughs> To take a screenshot. of Oh my! Uh, or was it was it was his Instagram? Yeah, it was, it was a story of him on a flight. Yeah, and they'd like found the position of the sun and the fact that he was flying over the Alps and that, and that they, they they'd done enough research to show that there had been a flight that left Milan that could have got into Edinburgh, and and it was right. Yeah, it was accurate.
2: I mean, like.
3: TV detectives don't do that. Never mind actual detectives that have done that much uh, you detail. Can you imagine uh,
2: like, um, Jonathan Creek? That was the kind of level of you know, yeah. John, Jonathan Creek. It was always very, very contrived, but also very entertaining. That was the same level.
3: And uh, uh, just a, a staggering reveal at the end. That...
1: I am staying woke on this, and um, that I think we've also discovered what Kenny Miller's uh, burner account on <laughs> <laughs> <hip-storm net> is. <laughs> I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it out as that's, that's what's happened. Here. <laughs> Kenny's just left that as a red herring to try and put people off the centre as well. So, yeah, well well done to Berlin FC um, for putting us all off the centre earlier in the day by making it sound a bit daft.
2: Um, I'll go for a naughty of a uh, sports scene. Um, and <laughs> potty. Uh, having the draw right at the end of the... Show yesterday I can very much understand why they did it Like you can understand the logic of well, We want to show all the games We want to show how all these teams got into the draw Which would be fine if you hadn't already shown All the same games the night before Which just meant I think most of the audience Who were tuning in had probably already seen it Now I think there's a cynicism to that Of like well, we want to get our viewing figures but it, it did lead to Rangers' Western R highlights being on the sports scene on three consecutive nights. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not sure the game merited that. And so it was just a bit of a... I feel like it, it was just probably misjudged that folk were just going to get pissed off more than anything and not really enjoy your show and end up missing the draw and end up being a bit annoyed about the whole thing. But you
1: got to do what you got to do. My uh, naughty is also sports related, but uh, did Kenny Miller get dressed in the dark? As, his outfit was just <laughs> astonishing. You're looking at it going, none of that goes together. Not one bit of it. And I, yeah, I'm, I was just curious. It was, it, it truly was a, a, an astonishing get-up.
3: Um, I've te- it's, this is technically a naughty, but it's also a haughty. And it's, if we can cross briefly into the world of rugby for the Saracen story, which has just been sensational. Like, for starters, I, like, I don't know anything about rugby, uh, but I'm sure plenty believe, like me, that hell is for people who kill other people and the English rugby team <laughs> and all who sail on her. Um, but, yeah, the biggest or the most successful, I don't know, whatever it is in rugby, a big team, Saracens, have been cheating for three years and have chosen to get relegated rather than uh, let anyone take a look into just the extent of their cheating. and um, you know, Even the fact that they're called Saracens after t- you know 12th century war, it just... All of
2: it. The, the Matic, get relegated. My away from this story, It's <laughs> hilarious. No idea where Saracens play. It, it, it's no no, got no location attached to it. It's no. like Spartans. If you didn't know Scottish football, you know, have no idea they played in Edinburgh. They could literally play anywhere in the country. But
3: there's a t- they're like they're like the Galacticos of English rugby, and they're all yeah off somewhere else and being dismantled, which.
1: Good. Strip the titles.
3: Good. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: it's great as well that like the, the biggest uh, rugby club in the country has the average home attendance of like less than hips. Yeah. Less than hearts. <laughs> big, big major sport rugby with the, the attendance, which is less than, average attendance is less than hearts when they're absolutely terrible. But it's always amazing when there's like some sort
3: like the the chip on the shoulder of rugby fans about like anything that goes on in any other sport you know whether it's like diving or the, oh, the players get paid so much or anything like that and then something like this happens and it's like
1: <laughs> get it up yeah. Very good right we'll move on to some football we'll we'll, we'll skip past a few of these quite quickly because we've got a lot of games to cover today um, some of them were quite interesting some of them less so So let's start off with um, the, the most obvious one of the weekend um, and that's a, a Rangers penalty and a home draw in a Scottish Cup so Rangers <laughs> 2 strong run now
2: yeah, Rangers Rung the changes a little bit, and and Gerard did not seem at all impressed with the players that he brought in. I think Jones came in, and it sounded like he kind of really flattered to deceive. Um, they brought a few other um, friends with him. Ojo was playing, I think. Um, Ojo, Ojo, Ojo came on near the end. And and I don't know, wasn't him then. Um, I,
1: think I, I thought it was quite interesting that Jones was in the starting lineup on Friday and then today was linked with a move to Stoke. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that probably highlights how Jordan Jones uh, Friday night went. Yeah. And, yeah. But they, they did have some place
2: for uh, Nathan Patterson, who's making his debut right back. Um, yeah. good,
1: good for him. I mean, um, it,
3: it, like, it did look like a pretty friend squad. Hall- Andy Halliday, Fotheringham. Uh, if we, if we even saw Barker.
1: It was, I mean, Barker looked absolutely sensational, but he was playing against the, 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 bottom, the bottom side <laughs> in League One. Um, there, there just wasn't an awful lot to say about it. I really liked Stramra's kit. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. It really was a bit of a board-a-thon. Um Rangers were absolutely fine and did everything that could be expected of them on the night. Um, without. I mean, like you say, bringing in French players, you expect a mistake, a claim, but realistically, as I said, Brandon Barker did a good game, but really, what have you learned from that massively? Not a huge amount. Sonaro Stranaro, were absolutely delighted, as highlighted by their Twitter account, as they posted that right, gif of someone doing a, a snow angel and a big very, pile of cash. very small Yes. <laughs> uh, but again, for a club that's uh, been struggling um, a little bit financially over the past sort of year, 18 months, a big Chunk of cash arriving when you lost two nothing at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup, it's not the end of the world no. for them. And they could quite, you not on unf- not unf- on. Father suggest they could have been emptied by about twenty different teams in the Scottish Cup yeah, yeah. In, in, in that round as well. To, to make it to that stage, get your get your cash money. So Narada got what they want. Rangers got what they want, which was through the game without any great drama coming from it. And they got to have their wee spooky loving cup ceremony as well, so that was good. It's just weird. It's, it's just, just weird. Anyway, moving swiftly on from that, we'll go to Bonnie Rose against Clyde, which, to me, was the cup tie of the weekend that looked more like a cup tie than any other cup yeah. tie that there was this weekend. I'm
2: sure I wish highlights Bonnie Rigg. I'm, I'm forgetting how they beat, previously beat up um, a League 1 or a League 2 team. Um, East 5? No, that was, sorry, that was be a, Anyway, whoever they beat previously in an earlier round, they watched the highlights in the in SFE YouTube and it was just the same. The pitch in absolute state. The stadium surrounded by houses. It's very funny when you're on the highlights and you go from like Tanadi, Rugby Park. You so know, on you it's on the playlist, it's just going and, through. And then, and then all of a sudden you're in a housing scheme and it could be any <laughs> time much any junior ground in Scotland. And Bonnie Rigger obviously now very much what, could be on the verge of joining the SPFL next season, they're they're um, they're obviously three point five Kelti of the Woland League with a game in hand, so it's very much something they could do. And they they seem to actually hold their own very well against Clydes who are a, a mid mid table lower mid table league one team, which bodes well for them. Um but at the same time they did ultimately kind of Crumble as you might expect towards the end.
1: And I, I, saying that as well, though it looked like they had a very strong shout for a penalty uh, near the end as well. We'll come at the Levy game later on, in which a penalty was given um, for something which was very very similar to that. Um, and it did feel the sort of decision that like had it felt like Levy got it because the Levy on the top flight, yeah. Boni Growers didn't get it because they're not of that level. Um, I thought they were really unlucky but it just looked like an, an absolutely smashing a smashing day a smashing game um, there's a whole like a disproportionate video a number of videos from Clyde fans as well doing the rounds as well um, of them celebrating when they scored and they generally looked like they're having an the absolute time of their life um, and I'm um, every year you, you see these games and um, every year I'm very very sure that we don't play in these games given that in my in the sort of recent past, the only time I can remember Motherwell um, getting a tie like that was from we Drew and and that game was cancelled about forty, forty-five times. I, th- I think on we're the played it on Monday afternoon, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was like something like that. And I think on the on the, the odd numbers, I couldn't go, on the even numbers or rescheduled games, I was meant to be going, I never make never got the chance to go. But yeah. It looked like an
3: awful lot of fun. There was an excellent headline in the Scotsman as well, the uh, all-about-love-and-Bonnie-and-Clyde romance, which, you know, if you if you match that up with what the pictures were showing... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: but, but there was a sense of a throwback, and, and hopefully the good thing with these teams actually becoming stronger, and it used to be the kind of teams outside the SPFL where there weren't very many ones that were capable of mixing it, but now you're starting to get that feel It's a bit like the FA Cup, where... When a league team goes to a non-league team, they're almost not favourites. I expected Boyerick to win that game because you just you just think like they're going to pack in that town. There's yeah. a big mm-hmm. crowd. It's it's an unfamiliar circumstance, and they are a good strong team. And so you see that sort of that amount of people turning up. And I think I think the attendance was either the same as or very very close to Livy, which is obviously not too far away. And um, Livy are a premiership team, and okay, like it's not it's not the it's not the biggest theme of Winston's history the way it is maybe for Bonnie Greg Ro- Bonnie Rose, but it's it's a sign of, I think, football in the Scottish Cup building. It's, it's unusual because I think it's losing its kind of um, luster in England, but I think it's actually growing in some ways here because you're starting to see these teams being able to do something.
1: It's great. It's great. Uh, 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 that sort of marries in really well with the fact that it's something I've really enjoyed all the way throughout the year is the BBC covering it from yeah. the very, very early round. So you get a sense... It's not just hopefully in the future as well. Just say, a sense of you see this team once a year—that's quite nice. That was a good day out, and yeah. really, that was that was good fun to see. Hopefully, in the future, you get to see more of a, a thread throughout it. And again, it's, you can do that this year. and it's far more down to myself that I've not paid enough attention to it because I'm quite busy. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun to be had there more than anything else. And again, even it was uh, I think Dunk was at the the Hurlford game at the mm-hmm. weekend as well, and you see more and more guys from sort of League 1, League 2 level who are going to go play for these teams and they are decent players, there's one of the Dunlop brothers that's gone there as well and there was a whole series of names in the hurdle for a team that you look at and went,
0: she's
1: quite decent there, yeah. there's a lot of decent players there and a lot of clubs that are showing that ambition to get into the league so yeah I'm, I'm totally with you, I think it's going to be an awful lot of fun over the next few years as teams try to find a level within the within the structure as well and whether that leads to some sort of um, reconstruction at the bottom end, I think that's, that seems likely at this point because the, the number of there's got, otherwise there's going to be a huge log jam there which is mm. not great for anyone in that case um, we'll go to Perth as uh, St Johnson defeated Morton 3 uh, Um did anyone have Callum Booth from the edge of the box with, with his right foot, <laughs> with his right foot. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no no, no. it was a lovely
2: finish, it was yeah. really really nice he's made a big difference to yeah. come into the team I yeah. think his first game he replaced Tanzer was they, they played at Rugby Park against Kelly and okay Kelly don't score a lot of goals typically anyway but <laughs> he, um, he he kept us very quiet and and I've always liked both. I, I thought um, when he played for Partick Thistle, he did well at the top flight level. Um, and he was one. That I think he was kind of maybe slightly unfairly maligned when he went there, like like folk like a signing him. But I've always kind of thought he's a pretty decent left back. He's not he's not like an amazing top six player or anything, but he's a very competent Premiership player. Probably, probably in the same, and I don't don't mean to lump him in in this way, but he's probably in the same sort of categories like Ricky Foster. You know what
1: you're getting. He's going He'll to be do fine. final. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to win a game for. He's not no, going to change. Typically, but floor. apparently, yeah. yeah. App- apparently, we also saw Stevie Magal, which is um exciting. It was, he, it was, he looked kind of terrified, right? Yeah, <laughs> he looked absolutely petrified. So I for. mean. Uh,
3: Fair play to him because there, there there's been so many times over the last couple of years where he's got into those sorts of positions and you know he, he just makes the wrong decision at the last minute. And it looked even there like he tried to chip the keeper and almost, the keeper almost got a hand on it. But just at no point watching it do you think, I'm confident he's going to score, even though he's doing everything right. Like He holds off the defender, he, he gets away from him. like He does go a little wide and he manages to chip the keeper. But yeah, fair play to him. I, I mean, I think overall... It was a very, very good. It looked, or certainly looked like a very good performance from St Johnston. Um, they've started. Well, they're stopped. They've stopped conceding goals. Their forms. Their, good, their forms picked up. Uh, Murray Doughton had looked like he had an excellent game. Um, they looked like they had. They had a, a, a bit more of a goal threat about them. And Morton didn't lie down, didn't roll over. Like Zander yep. Clark had a really good game as well. So it, you know, it was a hard fought three 0 um, it wasn't like they just turned up and, and they, they outclassed them. And I thought that potentially could have been one of the upsets because you never really know what you get, what more, you get with either, yeah, was either side team, yeah, absolutely. At, at
1: the moment. Yeah. The St. Johnston team as well. You, you see Gordon's now back in there as well. You see Booth in at left. back. Tanser I've never had out, a, a great amount of love for because I don't think he can defend particularly well. You'd right back in the side and maybe just get him to that point where he's not just returning from injury, but now he's actually able to play again yeah. after injury as well. And, and without Kennedy, and still, you know, it looks like he's potentially going to be away this month. But the yeah,
2: although um, well, the one downside, I guess was obviously the, the crematorium, the, the big hot burning fire used up all the energy from the from the from the, <laughs> the area, which meant uh, the floodlights had to actually kick start, but. That's fine. They, they no, Kennedy. If he gets the money for him, they can, they can. Totally like for him. Another, <laughs> they shilling, another like shilling in
1: the meter of your father with uh, me. We'll go to Tony Macaroni as Livingston defeated Wraith Rovers three uh, one. Livingston continued the the great run of playing Ajax and the left by rounding it off by playing Wraith Rovers and beating <laughs> them. So a bit of a, a bit of an odd run for them in in that respect. Um, but yeah, that again looks like a very sort of frustrating it, sounded like, it looked, certainly looked and sounded like Livio making quite heavy weather of it Wraith Rovers um, Sean's always at pains to tell us about how Wraith Rovers can't defend but then Wraith Rovers looked like they defended very well um, throughout the game until Ian Davidson did what Ian Davidson is very prone to doing at times um, maybe a bit unlucky yeah it's probably a penalty because yeah. his, arm, his arm's a bit
2: out but at the same time as you said with the Bonnie rig one maybe the other way around it doesn't it doesn't get given Um and and it was a shame because I think Wraith from from what I I, I played very well, got themselves up to um you know seventy seven minutes with yeah. still one 0 up away from home against a Premiership team. And yeah, at, at that point
1: home. you're looking at going to the very least get getting to yeah, replay from yeah. that as well. I also feel like I've seen that John John Baird goal about a hundred times. <laughs> like that's that's what John Baird the goal that he scores. Yeah. Again, it's. Uh, I, I would not at any point profess the other league expert but that seems exactly the sort of finish that I would expect from him until I remembered that he about 400 years old <laughs> yeah I think
3: uh, I think Wraith coped very well with Livingston I think Livingston had largely seemed to have the the, the most of the, uh, the play to start with conceded didn't really know what to do from there the, I think the penalty was it, it probably is a penalty you know, like you say but it It's a a few years ago it probably wasn't
1: it again feels like the sort of one that had it not been given it's just a talking point it doesn't feel like an absolute disgrace that it's not been given
3: but then they just switched off and there's a lack of concentration and rather than going like we were we were hanging in not even hanging in this we were kind of in control of this game for for, um, almost 80 minutes they completely lose the plot the...
1: Mackay's t- taking a touch, which is last five minutes of five or you, a... When you're ten, when you're when you're about eight
3: goals down. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a sort of needless touch out wide. There's a needless pass through the middle, and then there's like a th- just yeah, Mackay pass it. that touch is is, is horrendous, and uh, they're they're behind.
1: And um It was a smash and finish from
2: yeah, well, it so was open yeah. opening up his body and clipping yeah. the... it and he just looks like a he looks like a proper striker. Every yeah. time you just got that real and um, we to talk about Shank when he's got the same thing. You just look at him, you go, like, You just you just know how to shape your body, you know how to get yourself into that position, and you when you see the ball leave your foot, you think it's going in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And and it's really interesting, I think I mean when you're talking about the most improved players of the last eight, twelve months, he I did not think like he he was very useful last season, he put himself about, he was physical, he did l- lots of good things, but he never really looked like a coach or a finisher, he was going uh... to suddenly be able to score a bunch of goals at a higher level, and now, you know, he definitely is that. Do we cap him? Just to get him? Just to get him.
1: Uh, I mean, given the only option we've got for that is the is the Israel
2: game, just cap him. I think, I think he's, um, he'll be off more than A-Smith now, as a centre forward. Um it's whether Nick Burnley comes back into the frame or not but I would definitely have him in the squad if yeah. that. I, think, yeah. I think he will play either for Scotland or Australia I think yeah. the, the, the trajectory his career's on now he'll be away from Livingston in the summer he'll go somewhere he'll get a big move and I think he will be capped by us so and if not then Australia so yeah. I think yeah. really, why not it's not, like we're, it's not like we're falling over other options
1: good um, we'll move to Chris Box 6
2: Queen's Park 0 yeah, it was, a, it was such a funny game, because they thought, like, like, almost I came away and I wasn't like, I, I still don't have any sense of whether we were playing well or not. <laughs> <laughs> because it because was very much give Chris Burke the ball, open play and corners, and, and just let him sling balls into the box. Even, like, the free kicks that we won were coming from things from him. In the corners that we won, were coming from things from him.
1: It was it was almost like watching. It, I think I think Buck said this himself, but it was like watching like a primary school football game when there's yeah. one guy that's just a different level with everybody else, and you know, like he's the one that will make it. Ironically, he's never the one that makes it. Yeah. Um, but just playing at a completely different level yeah. to everybody else on the field. He's he's just such a he's such a good player.
2: Uh, we talked about this before, but. I don't remember him being very good when him was like I don't mean He, he was always like yeah he's, uh, Chris Fox a, a good player but you never thought he stood out in any way and I don't know if he's just completely reassessed the way he plays football now and the quality of his deliveries all game was exceptional it was just mm. so good you know he, he, well, it has to be to set up so many goals fair enough Queen I mean Queens partly what they were unambitious they turned up but that that's what you would expect and, and we only we only broke them down once from open play if you want to say that however to actually construct five separate set-pieces. I <laughs> 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 obviously have the, the protection. I mean, you you, say, you say
1: constructing five separate set-pieces when two of them were at least two of them were absolutely identical yeah, to one another. Yeah. So Bruce and Finlay's headers were just... Put the ball in the same area and just put it in. Um,
3: I was trying to find any kind of record of anyone providing six assists
2: in one game. and No. no one, I, I, could, I remember we did a podcast years ago... Um, Ryan Gold set up either yeah. three or four four in, uh, four in, four one in the game same game for the United Parks, and we like. went to the lengths of uh, this was back when we were in Edinburgh it was, I think me, Tony and, and Fowler went to the lengths of doing a special episode to talk about how good Ryan Gold was <laughs> um, so offers are open for a Chris <laughs> um, <laughs> then the other thing was, was getting uh, Harry Bunn played 60 minutes 65 minutes he looks talented all the play came down the right hand side so he was on the left so pretty <laughs> much Greg Kilty started um, through the middle as a kind of number nine which was certainly strange um, but Brophy was, was out and yeah Kabamba, who he signed on Friday night he looks like he'll be well be a lot of fun <laughs> and, and I think Bon will be good everything I've read about him I think he's going to do well Kabamba, I don't know if he'll do well or not but he will be a good laugh um, even the goal he scored with literally in off his arse. Yeah. yeah, just, just run run into it essentially. Um, but yeah, nothing much more to report. From. I don't think it tells us anything about Kelly. But as far as it's great to see Stuart Finley back. He, he will make a difference because he's one of the best defenders in the league.
3: Yeah, I mean it's going well. So I found a bunch of players that had scored that had uh, recorded four assists in one game. Neymar have done it. Messi's done it. I think six players in the English Premier League have done it. Couldn't find anyone that had even done five let alone six, and it's like you're saying. Like I think up until his early 30s, like Chris Burke played a really high level. Uh, but I always thought his game was about like he was he was quick when he was younger. He was he was a good finisher, and he put in a real shift. But he seems to have found vision in his later years. That I do- just, or, or it was he always was just, there, but it's just, just slowed down. So he's just, like-, like everything else is slowing down <laughs> round about him. <laughs> other than that, and he's
1: yeah ok uh, moving on uh, congratulations to Hamilton Ackies who've won their first cup game since 2017 um, yeah, Hal- they lost to Queen's Park in penalties in the
2: league like, they, they just literally I'm not I'm not counting group stages yeah. games in
1: this I'm not <laughs> counting group stages but games but even no. at that
2: they've, they've taken some yeah. awful results there
1: yeah. uh, Hamilton Ackies 5 Edinburgh City 0 um, which is good fun because Andy Dale scored with what I presume might have been just about his first touch for Ackies um, a guy who is an absolute catastrophe for Dundee Football Club. More on them later. Um, is Scunthorpe is on loan for sure. I think
3: he scored. I think he scored with his first touch for Scunthorpe as well. And <laughs> I don't think he's got many others other than Just,
2: first touch for a new club. When, when you get a 26-year-old winger on loan, that's never a good sign. <laughs> why, why is he? Why is he being loaned out from, from that way at that age? What? Yeah, it me. Man, that was a
3: really nice piece yeah. of work from him. Um, they were they were neat. Hamilton yeah. were neat. They they played a lot. I mean, you know, obviously they're they're, they're a fair few levels above Edinburgh uh, City, but they moved the ball around really nicely. They they weren't just slinging balls on top of anyone. That wasn't like peppering the goals with anything. They they were playing football and they they were pretty good to watch. Um, first time Hamilton had scored five in five years. So uh, you know, a bit of a treat for their fans there, Um and like you say, they've had a horrendous cup record. Yeah, so looking,
2: heapish,
1: okay. I like that was definitely was it
3: definitely was almost exactly to the, to the it was days. a Scottish Cup game
1: yeah. at, at, at Hamilton, wasn't it? At the, it was almost to the day the stadium was called at that point. Yeah, Couple of weeks either way. Yeah, I very much remember. I was looking at it as soon as you said it it was us, awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. absolutely us. Awesome.
2: And Andrew Winter um, came on his debut in squad as well. Um, I'm sure he was part of the team that did pretty well in the UEFA Youth League last season, um, this he's one that has kind of been talked about, and they do keep churning out these players, and okay, nobody recently has gone on to the levels of, of McCarthy or MacArthur, or even, even really the levels of Brian Easton, but they are churning out players constantly, and yep. so um, yeah. it's, it's good to see that as well. Yep. And I did see actually Jamie Hamilton have been linked with a big money move to England, I don't yeah. know how much truth within that but
1: we'll wait and see Um we will go to what was kind of the only sort of real shock of the round as Air United defeated Ross County Um it's just I'm mean, going to say it's just as well that Ross County have signed called Donaldson because I had a look back again today as well just the number of goals that Ross County have conceded which is exactly like that just high balls into the box players attacking them and Ross County centre half just being nowhere near it Um I just Goal after goal this season has has been along those lines. Um, looking at the game as well, the guy, in uh, his new sign Aaron Drennan on loan from Ipswich, I think <laughs> it is he looked magic. He looked like really good fun, sort of big, sort of strong boy, good in pace and you know, sort of taking on. Uh, holding the ball up while also taking, and, and yeah, taking on like defenders there was a dynamite well. to him there was a dynamite to him yeah, a <laughs> as far well I was trying to say um, he looked like an awful lot funny he looked like a bit of a find and with guys like Moffat and Forrest uh, at the United as well that seems like a, the, the obvious set of forward that they need as much as Chris Dolan is, is rightfully revealed uh, by Partick Thistle fans and by I think Scottish football fans in general for being a very good footballer um, he is Reaching an age where you're asking an awful lot of them and having a of forward who's young, big, strong, fast, and allowing other people to play around them for the United, uh, I think would a real benefit for them as well. Um, in addition, something was missed out in the BBC highlights Ian Vigers went absolutely shocker mm-hmm. of a challenge on uh, Ross Docherty as well, which I was astonished that it missed the highlights and wasn't even wasn't even given us a thing. He's, he's always been like that, because he's too lazy to, to track back
2: or run. He's just that type of player. So rather than that, he'll just try and basically commit brutality to <laughs> do, save himself the hassle. He, he is, I mean, you said people are not
1: that type of player, but he very much he's, is that no, no, absolutely player. that sort of player. But yeah, absolutely credit to the United. It was a, a very good performance. <laughs> 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 it was a very good performance against... A, 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 a top flight team um, Ross County looks as if they were kind of throwing kitchen sink at it in the second half, bringing on uh, Graham and uh, Billy McKay to go up alongside uh, Erwin uh, up front. I, think,
2: and, I feel, Ed, feel a bit sorry for Erwin in the sense that he looked like he did everything right for a lot of his chances but um, just couldn't yeah, get his finishing touch to it um, which um, is, I think there's been a lot of his career actually he's a player who looks very good every time I will him play for us but just doesn't do it a wee bit short,
1: yeah. Um, and he'll just seem to respond by just well, to take. Well, if you're going to put th- play three, three, three out forwards, we'll play an extra centre half. And just saw the game out. It was really mm-hmm. sort of stout and, and, and impressive stuff from him. Yeah, it.
3: I mean, I think the 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 more concerning thing for like Ross County and other clubs, have got like pretty horrendous cup record yeah. over the last ten years. I mean, since since they got runners up, they have beaten Devonvale, Albion, Muir Dunfermline, Linlithgow. Dundee United and Motherwell, sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh but like there, there's not a huge amount of top quality sides in there over the last ten years. Um and they're now only one two of the last fifteen. Uh which is obviously a huge concern. The the priority will, will be the league and staying in the in the top flight. But the concern for them I think is air were pretty comfortable. Yeah. It didn't like if you go out to Air United, they're a good side. They're you know they're they're fighting for uh, promotion uh, in the championship. They're one of the better sides in that division and have been for the last couple of years. But they were very comfortable. They they Ross County had their chances, as you're definitely going to have. You're you're going to get as the top flight side with the quality that they do have in there. But it didn't look like it. It wasn't like scrambling out. Like say they they kind of managed the game at the end and. Although Ross County had options on the bench and they're they're bringing on quality players, um, it it didn't look like it significantly changed the game, and I think that's probably the bigger concern with, you know, just in, in the wider uh, the wider story of their season.
1: That and I time I see kettle I well Kettlewell, interview, he just he is seeing the same things of we've, we've let the boys know that, that that's not acceptable. Like, mm. Well, they're not fucking listening. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been not been accept, acceptable for what is it? Thirteen out of the last fifteen games, yeah. um, and again it's the same problems. Again, the Donaldson should make a difference to them. Um, Tilson, I've, I've I've no real idea, aside for the fact that he kicked an early United player. There wasn't really a huge amount to tell on him either. Good but I like him already, <laughs> but for a, a guy that couldn't get a game ahead of Nicky Law and Jake Taylor at Exeter, I have my suspicions mm. on him. Um, yeah, it's beginning to look i maybe a oh, little bit worrying for them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on to uh Alloa 2 MLS three, which felt like it was just dying out for somebody to say the words um this uh defending as a as a dying art. Yeah. Um as all five goals in this game, which again is five goals, it sounds like it's a thriller. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
3: <coughs> and Aaron Doran only three assists I mean, yeah. which, you know, <laughs> Just, this, it doesn't matter it does the count. barely even getting out of bed um, yeah it, it, it was pretty horrendous defending it was, looked pretty good fun from, from yeah. you know a kind of madcap screwball cup tie, uh, it wasn't necessarily both sides going for it but Cali ahead Then horrendous defending and ahead again horrendous defending and then finally uh, won it I I think it's someone is going to get a steal this summer from Aaron Doran who like I mean Liam Paulworth similar sort of situation situation. he's had injury problems over the last few years uh, but he's been at Cali for you know seven eight years now he's always looked he's always scored goals he's always created goals He's just, he is a level above where he is playing um, out of contract in the summer I would assume there are enough people looking at what he's doing that you know he will not be playing championship football next season uh, even if if Cali uh, Cali still are because someone will get a bargain with him He like, he's good at set pieces he's good from distance he sees things that other yeah, teams don't and he still is only 28 so
2: the only way he'll be playing championship is if it's like a Dundee or the Harts or someone they pick him up and and yeah. um, that I think Jordan White's another one who mm. I um, I think is maybe ready for a go at the top flight. I'm not he's convinced. Linked, he, linked
1: with us at the moment.
2: I'm not convinced he's necessarily definitely up to it, but I think he's worth a worth a punt for someone because he just he, he's always scored a lot of goals at whatever level he's played at. Um, kind of you know going back all the way through his career, um, and and I can imagine him. You know he'll, he'll rough people up, he'll noise people up. Um, a similar sort
1: of mould uh, as we we're talking Dykes, about. Dykes, yeah. earlier, mm.
2: Um, yeah For for Alo I think they, they Don't particularly Tend to do very well In the Cups um, I think I think it's The 80s Was the last time We got the quarterfinals, Which for a team That have been kicking about A decent level Of Scottish yeah. football For that amount of time is it, pretty disappointing um, And Yeah the, the attendance Was very poor actually At the game And we Okay it's quite far apart And all that But can hope for a wee bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. especially because I think they did, actually, for a change, reduce their prices, which they're not, they're not, they don't <laughs> normally do for these games. So uh,
1: Just on Alan Doran, um, sort of a, a Scottish football-based, slightly broken winger. Um, I would imagine he's been stuffed at the back of Nigel Clough's motor at the moment and <laughs> being driven, driven to bottom as we speak. Um, we'll go to the... the Tie of the, round, the tie of the round for for teams outside the, the, the top four divisions uh, is East Kilbride were defeated 3-1 by BSC Glasgow. Um, my main feelings on it is a uh, shout-out to the, the BSC lads for not doing that do-do-do-do uh, chant in the dressing room afterwards and instead going with pump it up, yeah. uh, which is a, a welcome change and a new tune to be brought into uh, a dressing room celebration, so good on them for that as well. Yeah, Um they they're I mean, they
2: have consistently been very good in the Lowland League over the last few years. Like they're always kinda of top three, top four. Um they're the same again. If they're they're probably just a, they're definitely still in the race with Kelty and Bonnery, but they're, they're probably just a wee bit back. Like they, you wouldn't expect them. They are very much third favourites for that, but they are building something pretty good. They are you can tell, you know, there are people there who are kinda of
0: interested and wise hmm. and yet yeah,
2: doing the right things. Um and it is funny talking about Aloha that that obviously Recreation Park is still going to host a, a game in the last sixteen, even if it's not not Aloha playing at it. Um, I think the sooner that they, they can maybe ground share at Lesser Hamden or somewhere like that, and actually be in Glasgow, yeah, it's very true. weird having a team called BSC Glasgow playing, playing <laughs> at, not very close to Glasgow, um, but they are a good team. They've got they've got good players, and um, you saw that. I think Could I think for me, it's East Eastcote break to win because in the past they've yeah been, they've good been they've been on the slide this year. And, um, I thought
3: it would be closer than it, than it seemed. I mean, certainly from from when you cut the highlights of, of this one, obviously, but um, it looked like they absolutely battered them. Mm. It's,
1: it's, it gave the impression that BSC came out and were like, "We're going to win this game in the first fifteen yeah. minutes. It was going to absolutely go out here, at all guns blazing. Let's win the game, and then we'll, we'll, we'll look after ourselves in the second half." And as it turns out, pretty much exactly along along those lines. Um, I think this is the last. Uh, Non SPFL side innit? and as well, really, yeah. Um, Saint Mirren three, Broxburn Athletic nil. Broxburn Athletic sadly eliminated as they are, the other club with the truly the greatest crest left in Scottish yes, cup to this yes. day. Um, the weird thing with this game is that certainly in the first two goals maybe less in the third one. It all looked like it was been played in slow motion. Mm. Like every bit of the game looks like it was just so. everyone's everyone's movements even looked slow.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean. Mm. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably what you expect from from a team five divisions below the yes, Premiership. Yeah. Like you, you're not expecting them to come and place St Millen off the park. Incredible uh, crowd from like yeah. sixteen hundred fans. So mean so um, It's more more, more fans than the Dundee fans in Dundee. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, and, and and like, okay, it's again, it's a big day out and all that, and, and that will happen. But it's another thing. I mean, they narrowly missed out actually two Bonnie Rose. Bonnie Rig Rose in the um, promotion playoffs. At the end of the last season, but it was like a three-way playoff thing, and, and going into the last five minutes of, of course, the final game, there was three season. teams. So going into the last five minutes of the last game, it was like all three teams because go through even the team that went. <laughs> uh, I think. I think if I remember it, like Broxburn weren't playing, but had a certain goal not gone in, they would have won the league. But then Bonnie Riggs scored in the last minute, which meant they got it. Was it was ludicrous?
1: Um, I, had, I mean. Uh, I was sort of vaguely aware of that last year. And surely the option at the end would just be build a three sided pitch. Yeah, <laughs> three way football. Tri- yeah, a triangle ball. Yeah. Um, World Cup.
3: World Cup pairs. Yeah, just three goals. Kobe, three.
1: Yeah. Just a really big bit of astro and three <laughs> goals and one at each corner of a triangle. Um, but but the um, two balls. <laughs> from St Mary's point of view, it's just
2: win, get through. um you're, you're kind of and on, He didn't do nothing with that game. You, um, you win and you get through an Obika squad and good. Yeah. Oh, what do you want me to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, spe- speaking of uh, what do you want me to say? Uh, Albros now Falkirk, Falkirk um <sighs> If nothing else, right? The, the, if if that scouting report which appealed, which was I meant to supposedly meant to be uh, Albros' scout, scouting report of Falkirk, which a lot of people have been a little bit unkind about, I think, because a lot of it's pretty much on the money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Connor Salmon will track back, I suppose, but he's not that great. I mean, I don't
3: know how much money Dick McMahon has paid to be described as, like, as <laughs> you know, yeah, I, and I, Rich of the lower leagues, but.
1: Two, two centre forwards who are only really interested in scoring goals and aren't really a partnership. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty much. Gary Mill, Journeyman. That was the best one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, they, it, it's, they, they, it's, it's both absolutely correct and it illuminates all you really going to the get. David, the David McMillan one was very good because it said
2: ineffective but looks the part. Like, That's the perfect <laughs> yeah. like, description of him because he always look, he looks like to kick and straight. card. Looks it's like he might be a player.
3: Just because it's unkind doesn't mean it's
2: not
1: true. <laughs> and it's not meant for public consumption. No, exactly. so, it's, uh, yeah. um, Fair. I, I've I've got absolutely nothing on this. I've both looked vaguely better in the first half. Falkert looked vaguely better in the second half. Um, the only downside is that we couldn't just eliminate them both for being ter- playing a terrible game of football um, and that they have to play again yeah and do
3: it again yeah yeah, yeah I, I've got alleged scouting report and uh, who was the underdog question mark but it's not even
1: that exciting it's not even nah, that interesting to do nah. <laughs> anyway sorry our both and Falkirk fans um, for a number of reasons <laughs> yeah we like one of you very much um, hearts five Eldonianians. No uh, thoughts and prayers to Ian Murray in this difficult time. It no, was better on this in his post-match interview. Like, oh, I don't. You
2: love to see. It. It. I don't think. Uh, like, I don't think it was a five nil. No, but I can't remember exactly what he yeah, said. Yeah. I was like, "You are absolutely fuming about this." Nothing, not because you're the Erdogan manager. No, 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 nothing, no. Absolutely nothing to do with a, the man, a man who once shaved seven nil into his forehead before suffering an embarrassing um, New Year's Day defeat to Hearts. Um,
1: Very good. Yeah.
2: They, they, if anyone in League One was watching low
3: crosses into the box, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like, it's not like you if, see. If, you if
1: Folk are looking for more stout scout Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm available it, now, it, right? Okay,
3: I'll, I'll, I'll do it for nothing. Like, it's not like you, you watch, you know, like what Chris Burke was doing and it's all like amazing deliveries and he's played at a high level and there's vision and it's, it's things that are hard to repeat. Basically, hearts. Got to, the, got to the byline or enough, and f- like not even fizzed balls, put balls across the, the six yard box, eight, eight yards out, whatever it was, some of them two yards out. And uh, Airdrie, despite having you know two or three men sitting o- on the goal line at times, were unable to deal with this sophisticated tactics. I mean, I'm being slightly unfair because obviously, a couple of weeks ago, Hearts would not have won 5 0. Um, I think there was a bit of pace and there was a bit of youthful exuberance to them that uh, they wouldn't have had pre, in the pre-Stendhal era. A
1: um, better would definitely have given at least one away.
3: Yeah, and they, they would have won in the manner that some of the other Premier League teams won yeah. and gone through, and it you know, it's fine, it had been dealt with. But I think there were, there were encouraging performances from Hearts, I think. Sean uh,
1: Clare's rehabilitation continued yes, a pace. I, I, I that. Was, that, I
3: guess, that was yeah, it was that was brilliant. Uh, and and uh Naismith's one from Ian Henderson, just the the, the run into the box was yeah. really incisive Him, mean, yeah.
1: What what I felt about this game was that it, it tells us almost nothing about tells us nothing about Hearts, pretty much. Tells us a lot about Stephen Naismith. Um, yeah. given that the the way in which Stendhal has come into the club and emptied basically everyone that seemed to be kind of half-arsenant, Glenn Whelan. Um, (laughs) And the alternative is Stephen Naismith, who's now Hearts Club captain and continues to look the part as Hearts Club captain almost immediately because presumably he was in that same boat as Mm. Whelan, um, as Berra, as the various coaches and staff who as a senior member, a senior member of the playing staff, you need to be given more. Mm. So I presume Stenhouse had a go and said you need to give more, and he's gone yeah, right? Yeah.
3: And I think that there was there was a sort of strange sort of wave, and then it's come back of people publishing, if if not supporting, but certainly publishing all the the grievances of the players that got emptied for the position that they're in and the salary that they're on, and and it's not like they were it was. You know, knee-jerk reaction over a couple of bad games. These have been players that have not played well for six, 12, 18 yeah, months. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think there's a huge amount that we can read into whether the dendel revolution is is up and running properly off the back of a game where Airdrie just could not defend anything. Uh, but there was a bit of a spring in their step. Like you say uh, Stephen Naismith looked very effective, led the line well in a very young side, uh, was doing all the right things and it, it does kind of give an indication that some of the players that were emptied out and the direction that they were going which which generally seemed to be the consensus of the fans was the right decision yeah. Has
1: anyone said Stendalution yet? No Right, Stendalution.
3: Stendilution,
1: Stendilution. Uh, Stendilicious We'll go to Aberdeen where the, the Haunted Amusement Dave Colmack the Haunted Amusement part of Dave Colmack is off a flying start with a one nothing win against Dumbarton um, quite aside from the game, which looked very nondescript, the red Shed looked amazing. Yeah, really, really good.
3: Yeah, um, a bit of credit to to them for trying something different, and you know it could only really be done in a in a cup game. And there was even like the flickerings of a bit of personality on yeah. social media as well. Yeah. Uh, really,
1: really. You know, what are you, st- what are you doing, guys? guys. Um, yeah, all for it and the. The clubs who have performed well with their, not, not even the clubs that performed well, but the clubs who have developed big and strong relationships with their fans over the past few years have been like Hearts, when essentially asking for money to fund mm. the club. Hibs, following on from the Scottish Cup win, where they really capitalised from that as well. Kilmarnock, when they've sort of in the aftermath of the Steve Clark era, people still seem to be turning up and still seem to be broadly positive about it. Motherwell do similar things as well, and there's a lot of clubs doing a awful lot of work to try and get people into the ground, keep them there, and give people a good day out more than anything else. They make it somewhere that you want to come back. And like I said the game seemed completely irrelevant to it because the pre-match, and while I don't expect flame boxes before every Aberdeen game. I do know you do know <laughs> flame boxes built into this, built into the stands that I ones you have out. But it just felt, and it, it does feel a bit sort of vaguely daft MLS American nonsense, but again, if it gets people through the door and it gets people enjoying going to the football in Aberdeen, something I've always been struck about going to Patoja is that nobody really gives the impression they're having a good time there. Yeah. And I think taking it away from the Dick Donald stand, which always feels a bit clean, a bit tidy, and a, bit, a nice place to go and sit and watch football, and making it the red shed again, just give people a reason to go. Instead of, instead of giving people reasons not to go, Give people reasons to go make it an atmosphere, make it something that you want to go and be a part of and you want to come back to. And I think the name of it twenty miles out of the city. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think it was it, it's people have turned up, you know, the last three or four years the they, and even, you know, going way back to, to thirty years ago when there was a real reason to be there every week, the attendances weren't crazy, crazy. It was not ne- yeah. like Studry is never packed every week. Yeah. Forgot- it never ever has been um so the the crowds have been there but they've turned up out of habit i think and credit for trying something a little bit different um and hopefully the it's the the first of a few more initiatives uh, along those lines um and hopefully it's a slightly better game for everyone yeah. who turned up because it looked um, you know plenty of chances but just looked very very uh sterile um, until he gets really strong, which
1: trying kicks on his leg. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, and and what was a really fantastically stone wall penalty? Uh, we'll head to the the most common cup tie of all time, I think, which is part of Thistle one, Celtic two. Uh, Lee Griffiths is back again. And uh, how many times have we seen this game now? Yeah, I feel like it happened last year. It did happen last year. Didn't it? They were two 0
2: up in Partick Thistle. was called literally the last kick of the ball again. Just, just like banning them from playing against each other. Is I just, do do
1: like a UEFA draw, know, but it's in different pots. Yeah, so you yeah, can't, yeah, draw yeah, that. can't draw each <laughs> each
2: other. I can do the same with Kelly and Aberdeen for first. <laughs> so. um, yeah, no, we need to start in, in, introducing this. Mother would indeed the same actually, which we'll come on to talk about. I was on the way home from Rugby Park, and I thought, will well, I stick this on. I've had to get a stream for it to not have anything on my tablet for Premier Sports, or will I stick the? Um, English game on. what was the English game at tea time obviously made a big impression on me Chelsea Newcastle yeah. wasn't it and I was like which one of these will I watch and then literally I sat down on the train five or ten minutes gone to make this decision and I got the notification 1-0 Celtic Lee Griffiths and I'm like that. Newcastle Chelsea <laughs> and um, I don't think I, I don't I mean it was rubbish as well but I don't, still didn't particularly regret that decision
1: well um, I mean Celtic were comfortable throughout the game. Thistle did their general thing against Celtic in that they looked like they might score at one point and then eventually did score somehow um, and then maybe looked like they might threaten a wee bit but ultimately that was kind of the end of it. Um, but Julian getting bullied by Dario Z is not a good look. Um, not
3: not great, no. Uh, that was... Uh, and I mean... It would, some question as to whether it was a penalty or yeah. not. Uh, but it wasn't. I, yeah. It wasn't. It did, I mean it certainly did, the immediate reaction was I mean the, the him he himself sort of was like, Ah caught it was, wait, you see what's ah, oh, going right, on.
2: Yeah. Um thought, do you mean the the Celtic cure or the one Thistle got? the one thistle got? No no the, no 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 chance I
3: mean the only there was one replay and one camera and you know maybe something else, but certainly you know the the, the reaction from all in, uh, all involved suggested that it wasn't a penalty um, the other thing that I think was slightly puzzling is Lee Griffith's reaction you know biting his tongue at the critics I think largely people have been very accepting yeah, supportive. very supportive very understanding of everything that he has gone through whatever it is that he has gone through over the last year or so and the only person who starts fires is Lee Griffiths, who likes posts on social media suggesting that he's about to head off. Or, you know, he's played his last game for Celtic. I think sometimes people are looking for like very deep meaning in a very, very shallow pool. And he's not. <laughs> he, 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 it's exactly what it looks like. And I, I don't think there's any need to come out and, and suggest that, uh, you know, he's, he's hit back at the critics because everyone's kind of been on his side.
1: Moving on, yeah. uh, Dundee nil, Motherwell 3. Uh, Dundee Football Club are terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Um, we were not good, um, we did not look like a particularly coherent team. Um, we got significantly worse after Jermaine Hilton went off because I'm pretty sure side offs are bust. Um, so, for the best part of it, 40 minutes, didn't really offer anything. Um, and then followed that up by bringing on Liam Donnelly for uh, in the midfield and immediately becoming a better football team again. Yeah. Um, O'Hara I'm still unsure of. I'd like him to be good and I, I think he's got all the attributes to be good but still hasn't really shown he's, it. And he's
2: again, a very deep, where He's always loser. He doesn't do it. Like he's, he's never finished above like 8th in the league or something like that. Um, like it was the same with us. You, you can see he looks good but the record doesn't lie, it's a kind of Jonah thing. Like, you know, okay, he's going to do yes. it this year, he's not going to finish bottom six in Motherwell. But, still have a great chance. Yeah. Um,
1: still have a great chance. I've got a lot of fear about playing Aberdeen on Wednesday night, but nonetheless. Um, Chris Long scored a hat trick. How many of these goals will be given to him? And <laughs> <laughs> the Terrace Dubious Goals panel, how many of Chris Long's goals from, from Saturday night is he getting? The, the...
2: I don't see how you can't give him the, the third one even though it's ludicrous. to Chris. It's a, It was like the, the 2010, 2020 remix of Cammy Bell like yeah, flapping yeah. through there. <laughs> Except Cammie Bell that was the that was a game that cemented his reputation as a kind of and again Cammy be- To
1: be fair to Cammie Bell as well that took a huge deflection yeah. on the way through. Chris Longs was just a, 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 a Chris Long strikes a ball really well struck a ball sort of towards a corner which Hamill had any chance. Um, I
3: mean, I would generally be in favour of, of some sort of like, you know, we're all in agreement that goalkeepers generally can't score own goals because it's not, I mean, however, I think Jack <laughs> Hamilton is the exception <laughs> because there have, it, it's not just like, it's not just down to goalkeeper blame and if it comes off the post and it hits the keeper's head and it goes in, I'd still kind of give it the, yeah. the, the credit to the, however, the times when He's got it. He's got, he's, he's behind it. His whole body's behind it. It's, it's a good shot, but it's not a great shot. You've, you've done everything. Oh, no, you haven't. No, no, no. I, and that has to.
2: So i would give him. So waiting nonchalantly like then chucked the ball back out of the goal, having it, yeah. having been about five yards over the line. <laughs> yeah. Maybe nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> i, would, I would just
1: play just on. launch it up the park know <laughs> Yeah. Play on. Not great. My little second goal was really well, well worked. I um, thought it was a, yeah, incredibly good finish as well. yeah. I think he didn't get enough similar to Dykes as well, just yeah. opening up his body and just lifting it beyond where the goalkeeper's going to get I thought it was a, it was, a, it was a, a a high point in what was a very beige game again, as much as I was making cracks about it earlier on as well, like the Dundee turnout on the night was yes. really, really disappointing we, when I got up to the, got up to my seat I actually had to check the time because I thought I'd turned up like half an hour early mm. and the Motherwell <laughs> fans were just bang up for it um, but no, just you could have counted the Dundee fans there. I think Mark Gillespie could have counted the Dundee fans there if he'd wanted to. Um, really poor, really poor from Dundee, kind of both on and, on the, on and off the pitch. Yeah, we can't avoid the uh, Scotland international Graham Dorans,
2: um just shiting it in the wall, which which led to the first goal as well. Having already just prior to it, kind of trying to win a cheap free kick for for very little. I'm not convinced he's hearts in it. No. <laughs>
1: Again, I mean, if the, if the chance he, the 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 chart is that I think it's MK Dons are looking yeah. at him as well. If I'm Graham Dorrans, I'd take it. Yes. At yeah. this point in time, um, James McPake probably isn't the answer to the question that Dundee are asking. Um, and again, maybe the answer to the question. <laughs> um, they, they, they just offered very little there's a, there's a whole collection of bodies in that squad again and we see this every year But Dundee there's a whole collection of bodies that just aren't performing either to the level that they can or they just can't perform at the level that they need to be um, and that's kind of throughout the squad McBake's tried various ways and various different things to do it and shout out to the Dundee fan who got really upset who was sitting in front of me when I burst out laughing at Jamie Nessie's fresh air swing which was objectively funny <laughs> One more to go which is our final game of the weekend which is Dundee United 2 Hibernian 2 and shout out to Hibernian for ruining my top quality tweet which will still go out when Hibs are emptying them in the replay Easter Road um, but yeah it was a reasonably entertaining game. Yeah I enjoyed it. Yep. it
3: seemed yeah, seemed like a really uh, interesting game. Uh, I think both both went for it uh, very open I think Hibs looked like they pretty much bossed the first half and I think uh I think for most of the first half, it looked like a good top flight side against a good championship side who who you know defended well and, uh, and did their did their part, but were kind of chasing shadows for a lot of it. Hibbs should have scored at least two, and then Shanklin gets a chance gets a, a chance ha- like not even a not even a clear chance I mean even he, like he gets the ball in the box and it looks like the chance is gone it looks like he, he's been well shepherded um, yeah but gets a chance uh, and equalises and completely out of nowhere uh, it, it's level and kind of similar story in the second half to be honest Hibs, the hips look like the better side they uh, Mark Boyle put them back in front and then out of nowhere Dundee United gets uh, get the equaliser and it goes back to replay. I think it, it, yeah, I'm quite happy to have this one again. It, it seems like a good fun for all for for neutrals involved, and Dundee United is obviously happy to to still be in it. But um, Hibs a bit wasteful, uh, which seems to be a recurring theme for quite a few sides.
2: Yeah, I I was I've always I'd always thought Dundee United would do okay in the Premiership with that squad. Like not, mm-hmm. you know, like like not get relegated but the more you watch them and the more I've seen them I'm I'm not so sure like they will need big changes I think yeah I think
1: we, we had that conversation yeah. during the game there's, there's a whole collection of players in that Dundee 80 squad who are good at championship level and should be winning the league but there's a whole lot of them yeah. that I don't think can step up and I think, if, I think if United do come up I think there will need to be as you say wholesale changes there's yeah. not a huge number of bodies within that squad that I would say confidently you, you'll do fine in the in the prem, in, the, in the Premiership and there's a collection of guys there if Dundee United are going to come up you don't imagine they're going to come up and try and avoid relegation no. they're going to want to be beyond that so they're, they're, I think they'll take some serious yeah. investment from that and, and they, the Sorry, after You my do you. sorry.
3: Uh, you'd imagine that if they they are going to have that mentality when they come up, and in all likelihood they are going to have to replace a thirty five forty goal season striker yep. uh, uh, along the line. Um, I would say the one thing it, to their credit, and maybe it's just because they're so unused to losing at the moment, is I thought when Hib scored, it looked like Dundee I are going to get swamped here. Yeah, they're yeah, going mean, to get they, absolutely they turned over, yeah. and. And they didn't. They, you know, they rode their luck a wee bit. But once they equalised, they did look like they were in the the second half. Was a bit better, and they did have they did create a bit more, and they did worry Hibbs, you know, who are certainly potentially one of the better sides in in the in the top flight. Um, So they they didn't lose their belief, and I think they they're coming up next season, and I think they will have ambitions to. That are probably not going to be
2: matched by the squad, but I think they'll be absolutely fine when they do. I think for him, Jack Ross needs to sort that of like defence out. Um, so not, the, not good. That none, none of them showed themselves up. I mean, none of the five defenders actually that were on the park showed themselves up in particularly good light. I didn't think.
1: And I, I, again, I think the, the addition of Obi is a, is a huge boon for him in a number of ways, and that he'll cover a lot of ground in midfield, which should offer better protection at the the, the back. Four back five whatever it's going to be behind them as well, but there's a collection that's similar to and perhaps maybe similar to Dundee United. Um, when they come up, there's a collection of those hips defenders who I'm still not convinced of at top flight level. Um, They're so not five or six because they've two right backs as well. But, yeah, you know. they, they they they've done okay and they've done fine and for extended periods of time. But if hips want to go beyond that, they they need better set of halves. They need better throwbacks. Yeah that rounds off um, just, uh, we have got a lot of over today so apologies for having to listen to us for an extra 15 minutes mm-hmm. uh, we're off to record the uh, Patreon content which this week will be our best and worst Scottish Cup memories um, so given that we don't win trophies that's going to be really good fun <laughs> um, you can subscribe to that at patreon.com slash tennis podcast um, there'll be another show on Thursday uh, with the guys will be back uh, thanks very much Craig cheers thanks very much Tom cheers thank you